103. It's the best bits of Manchester's best breakfast show all stuck together in MP3 Sellotape. Love Mike and Chelsea. Love the Toulon cast. Hello, I'm Mike Toulon. Hello, I'm Chelsea. Hello, Chelsea. Hi, Mike. Thank you for downloading our podcast. Q103. Toulon cast. I've got a slight um, dilemma and I need to ask your advice, right? Uh, and I need to ask the listeners... Wednesday's stress reliever, yeah. you big moron. It's <laughs> Thursday today. I'm sorry, did you just call me a big moron for some reason? I toned it down. I admire your braveness. <laughs> um, I'm going out with this girl called Gemma. What? No, that's not the dilemma. Oh, right. He's right. cheating on you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt. I told you, I think we should see other people. Uh, now, I'm going out with a girl called Gemma, right? And she was, um, she was going through my photos on my iPad the other day. No, not those photos. No, I've got those hidden in a secret <laughs> file. Marked invoices. She'll never look. And um, she, she found a good picture of the two of us, um, which is an unusual thing. It was a nice picture that someone had taken. Mm. Uh, and it was kind of in black and white. And it was me and her. And, uh, and she, said, she saw it, she said, oh, that's a lovely picture of us. Would you email that to me? And I thought, oh, that's really sweet. That's a really nice thing for, for you to do. Mm. So I did. So I emailed over the picture of uh, me and her to, to, to her. And then, uh, and I've not brought this up with her yet, but I, I guess you might find out when I start talking about it. I looked at a Facebook site yesterday and her profile picture has changed. And it's her from that picture. So she just took the picture of me and her and cut you off. I've been cruelly cropped. <laughs> oh. I have so been. Maybe you didn't look as good as what you thought. <laughs> she, so really, what she was saying was, "That's a lovely picture of me. Can you send it to me?" So now I don't know. At least she didn't like cut out your face and put like Brad Pitt's face on instead. <laughs> that would be more offensive. <laughs> that would be awful. But she's actually chopped me out, and I don't know now whether to be offended because I've been I've been cropped. You see, on profile pictures on Facebook. You can include other people, can't you? People, put, yeah, but no, I you can. Page, though, isn't it? You wouldn't normally put. I can't. Of... I'm not going to start dictating to her what she does on her page. It's her personal page, though. If she does that, I always think that couples who have the other person on Facebook sometimes uh, are doing it because they're really proud that they're with that other person. Maybe, <laughs> Which maybe isn't that the doesn't case. apply to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it does. <laughs> maybe she did like the picture, wanted it for herself, for the two of you, yeah. and then thought, oh, actually, that would make a good profile shot. I would think it might be slightly cheesy um, to put a picture of you with your partner as your face. But it's profile. all right, because I've, I've seen her previous profile pictures, and there's pictures of her and friends. That's okay, and even like your baby or your dog or a comedy picture. But um, you don't see many... You've really studied the rules of profile <laughs> pictures, haven't you? You don't see many sort of couple shots. No, maybe you don't. No. But then but then I was touched that she wanted the picture well, of me and her. maybe she did want it, but then afterwards, as a secondary thought... Well, what's she done with the actual picture? itself bend it she's cropped it and i bet she's <laughs> saved the cropped version probably yeah i'm just i've been deleted well, out of history you've done it to me i did do it to you i've done it to you have you yeah actually so you don't like it when it's done, chelsea's it? done even worse chelsea and i when we've been interviewing really big famous film stars she's actually we've all had our picture taken the three of us like me her and tom cruise and then chelsea's always said to the guy taking the picture like trevor our producer can you just get one of me and tom <laughs> mike can you just stand or you mike, know, can you i've only ever said that once and it was ricky yeah. hatton it was ricky hatton um because i like boxing so do you think i, I don't know whether to say because i'm not I, I don't want to come across as some like no, super sensitive you'll sound too needy well yeah, i sound a bit sound needy. a little bit tragic right now be, do i but i i want to be included in our I, facebook profile please. <laughs> no. i don't want to be cropped i resent the cropness maybe she just let's try and get inside her head maybe she saw the picture and thought oh i look great on this picture but mike's looking his age <laughs> <laughs> you're not helping anyway <laughs> Uh, in, 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 in the desperate void Sometimes that is left.
life we get cropped. <laughs> Sometimes. I'm not going to be cropped. I refuse to be cropped. Um, I don't know. What I don't think you can refuse. It'll happen anyway. Oh, no. You can't stop the cropness. Can't stop the cropness? No. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't know if, if I should bring it up with a, what, what I should do. I don't know, listener, whose side you're on. Am I right to be offended? Have you ever been cropped from a photo? I don't know. It's the sort of thing you do with your ex-partner, isn't it? Mm. Your wedding photos, you crop them out. You think, I look good that day. <laughs> um, it could happen a lot, though, now. Gemma might get the bug for it, because once you crop, you can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Mike and Chelsea. There's a thing out today in the paper says that more than half of us in the UK, 30 million people, are now on Facebook. More than half of the UK wow. are on Facebook. And get ready for this, right? They spend an average two and a half hours a day on Facebook. No. Which is more than we spend on average watching TV a day. According, This is the thing out today. This is in all the papers today. I'm not in that. <laughs> two and a half hours a day on Facebook. Nothing can beat me telly. Nothing can beat your telly. No. It's a nice telly as well, Didn't isn't it? It's 40 inch and everything. <laughs> um, uh, so we spend two hours a day watching TV, two and a half hours a day on Facebook on average. That's a lot of that time. Is. I'm glad I'm not on it. You're not on it, are you? Uh, Facebook.com slash Key103 if you want to join our Facebook site. It'd be lovely to have you on there. Facebook.com slash Key103. Get up to three hours a day. Join us for half. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's amazing. And have you noticed now, by the way, I, I, I saw this when I was watching the United-Chelsea game on the telly the other day, that Barclays and loads of other people were advertising on the, on the, on the billboards and they don't advertise their website. It wasn't like barclays.co.uk. It was Facebook.com slash Barclays. Oh, loads so they've bought it, the yeah. advertising space at Stamford Bridge or wherever on the telly and people are now advertising ahead of their own websites that now advertising Facebook. Clothes shops put all their stock on it. Do they? Yeah, yeah, it's really popular. I suppose because, of course, you can interact a lot quicker, mm, can't you? Yeah. It's, it's, it's more user-friendly, everyone knows the format. Half of the UK, 30 million people now on Facebook. Uh, I'm not on my girlfriend's Facebook profile picture, oh. which is which is how this all came up. Um, we've got Mike on the phone. Good morning, Mike. How do you, mate? You all right? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. So has this happened to you? Have you been cruelly cropped out of a photo as well? Well, yeah, similar thing. It's not Facebook. Um, it's my it's, well, my wife's iPhone. Uh, basically, last year I went to the bike show. She's a really big uh, James Tozlan fan. Oh, the, the so superbike guy? Yeah, that's the guy, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I got a picture of me and him for her. Um, anyway, I sent that to her um, sort of end of last year. And uh, what happened is she lost her phone um, the other week in the house. So I was ringing it. Um, found the phone and noticed that there was a picture of James Tozend on there with, with me basically <laughs> taking him from the side. <laughs> and listen, how did you deal with this cruel rejection? I thought, oh, I just, you know, it is. Give it, oi, oi, what's going on here? So she just started no. laughing. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. still on there now. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> she just laughed in your face. She didn't remove it. So that's great. So he had actually had a picture taken with James Tozen. Oh, she's not group. dating James Tozen. <laughs> she's going out with James Tozen. Maybe there's a whole, whole other can of worms. Uh, loads of people have got us on Facebook. Oh, I think they're all slacking you off, Mike. Oh, great. Michaela <laughs> Rossington says, oh, don't be so sensitive. Man up, lol. <laughs> um, uh, Amy Brennan says, she must think you look minging on the picky. Thank you. But then there's a nice bit. It says, can't see how that's possible, though. Yeah, no, can I? Um, uh, who else? Kay Vivian uh, Doherty says, Ha-ha, Mike, you're being oversensitive. She may have kept you in the album or the wall pictures. Have you looked? No. No, there no, you go. No. Uh, and Gary Campbell says, time to find a new girlfriend. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. Um, the big local story today, Stockport is now going to go head-to-head -head with Bolton. 
um, to, in, in a kind of a bid to be named the UK's newest city. One town can be uh, given the title of a city as part of the Queen's Diamond Jubilee celebrations next year, 2012. Bolton's already applied for the title. This is and like Stockport. happening in the ring with Mr Blobby. Well, you've just thrown, you, you've thrown your hat into the ring, Chelsea. Already? So I think Stockport. you'll find Mr Blobby is actually a deceptively hard man. <laughs> <laughs> so Stockport's going to confirm its bid next week. Um, do you know, this is worth loads. Obviously, Matt, you're from Bolton, Chelsea from Stockport. Mm. This is worth loads. I was reading earlier that Wolverhampton, which was given city status uh, back in 2000, it's actually been worth, the, the city status has actually been worth £2 billion to them wow. in the last 11 years. You've just stopped so, the fight, Mike. <laughs> I know. I was going to say. I didn't so, realise so there was money involved in this. <laughs> no, you, yeah, you I could become the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be there's mayor a, There's no. a good story to tell from Stockport. Uh, there, there's, mm. there's, a, there's, a, there's a strong case from Bolton. Not really. Um, so what we're going to do, Chelsea, if you can just hang fire for a moment. I might have to leave the room. I can't keep I know. my gobshot. We, we're we're going to let Mr Classic Matt... Stockfordian trait there. <laughs> we're going to let Mr Matt Haslam uh, stick his head above the parapet and put forward, ladies and gentlemen, the case for Bolton. Well, everyone, the facts speak for themselves. The fact is, Bolton is the largest town in the country, so surely it has to be the next in line to be a city. That's common sense for everyone. Bolton, as well, has a university, te technically, and uh, a nice church as well, which is virtually a cathedral, Chelsea. They also have a Premier League football club, while Stockport, of course, barely have a league club right now. They're bottom <laughs> of the football league, which is a little bit embarrassing. Jim also, that, a that's underhand, that. Jim Cannon isn't there anymore, so don't say he's a legend. <laughs> he was there uh, for a long time. Bolton, Bolton and also don't have to share their ground with a local rugby club. We want to share because that's the kind of people we are. Benevolent people, you win that one. Bolton shopping area, that's miles better than Stockport. So I've been to Stockport's loads of times. There's a Zara in Bolton. There's no Zara in Stockport, we is there? We don't want it, we don't like it. Stockport, that's only got one nightclub as well. <laughs> Bolton has the lovely, thriving Bradshergate area, which has loads of bars and clubs and pubs. Uh, in Stockport as well, you've got a pay to park in the tiny Sainsbury's car park. Why would you do that to the shoppers who are so loyal to your supermarket? You get it back if you spend over 30 quid. You've also got to pay to uh, park in the Frankie and Benny's. Why would anyone do that? Also, Bolton has landmarks. What landmarks has Stockport got? I'll tell you in two minutes. Bolton has Winter Hill, the spirit of sport. Which can't even give a decent signal to me Nana's telly that she has to pick one up from Wales. The spirit of sport doesn't give out a signal. The spirit of sport is a monument of sport, Chelsea. Winter Hill, you Bolton also has huge stars in the town, like Stu Francis. He was massive in the 80s. Paddy McGuinness, he's hilarious. Jason Manford, he's so good, he left and he, moved to Stockport. He's hilarious and not tiresome on Take Me Out on Saturday night. Bradley Drawn Boy, I believe he's a successful music artist. He I came from Bolton. Saria McKellen, he was in Coronation Street and many larger uh, programmes as well. The Octagon Theatre, a theatre of, of culture in I think Bolton. You're now. Stockport, that's only got a hat museum. Bolton has a museum which includes hats and other items of interest. People from Stockport. fill it with hats. People from Stockport wear Rockport. What's wrong with that? It's, it's nearly the same word. Stockfordians are uh, notoriously short and aggressive <laughs> in my You've experience. And that, You've... everyone, rest the case for Bolton. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr Matt Haslam. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. Hello to Stu and all the girls at Max Snacks in Burnage. We've just texted about this uh, Bolton versus Stockport city status debate. So the government should decide the outcome of the city status 
on this year's thingamajig. Wouldn't that make life interesting? Mark Hurley says on a rather serious note, Chelsea, and you can defend this when you, you, you get your moment on the stand. Yes. I wonder how much of Stockport's budget is being wasted trying to get city state, especially after making so many job cuts. Yeah, but if it makes that much money in the long run, then it's a good bet, isn't it? Short term low, <laughs> long term high. It's a good uh, bet, isn't it? <laughs> it's a good bet, isn't it? Hello. Uh, Lee from Clifton says, come on, Bolton and Chelsea button it. Uh, and uh, please give it to Stockport. Bolton is an absolute SH1T hole, <laughs> says, says Sharon from Bolton. <laughs> I love that. No, from Sharon's Bolton. not from Bolton. She's from Berry. Uh, it's 7.46 on Q103. So we've had the case for uh, for Stockport over for Bolton. Uh, Chelsea, please take the stand. Uh, why should Stockport receive city state? Well, Stockport has, in fact, got everything. A fantastic motorway running straight through it. It's what? only 20 minutes away from an international airport. A train line straight to London, incidentally built on the UK's biggest brick-built viaduct. Men it's died building that love. viaduct. Uh, the A6 is the world's most famous road. Did you just um, say people had died making the viaduct it so it's a good Men place? Men fell from it. Uh, Nike, Adidas and Sky are all coming to Stockport, as indeed is Primarni. Oh, Reebok, com Reebok comes from Bolton and Primark's been there for years. Yeah, well, they're leaving, aren't they? Uh, the Hat Works, like we mentioned earlier, is on the A6. The UK's only hat museum, I'll have you know. Uh, the air raid shelters, which I talk about so oh, frequently. Oh, the tunnels, the tunnels. The labyrinth of tunnels under Stockport. Don't forget, just a short way out, we've got Bramall Hall, the beautiful timber-built Tudor Manor House. Bolton, I've got Rivington Hall. You've had your minute in the limelight. Wow. Uh, the newly refurbished wow. Art Deco <laughs> Plaza, well-known for uh, the best uh, pantomime at Christmas time. Uh, what? We've got his Give it to Bolton! <laughs> Give it to Bolton! Stockport's historic market incidentally just celebrated its 750th birthday. Bolton's is right next to Berry Market. Hole. You mentioned a big church. We've got two. We've also got an Olympic swimming pool. Does Bolton have a Lamborghini dealership? I don't think so. Don't think so. It's a Porsche dealership. Fred Perry, three-time Wimbledon champ, world number one for five years, born in Stockport. You can see the blue circle on the house where he lived in Stockport. Just I've got one of his t-shirts. And uh, that indeed, and, and many more reasons, but the music's running out, is why Stockport should be crowned yes. the next city of I'm all for Stockport. Country. I'm for Stockport. Flawed, flawed. I'm standing up as we speak. <laughs> A tear is stuck in my duct, <laughs> refusing to be jerked from my eye. Uh, that's great. OK, people, it's over to you. Uh, who gets the city... Well, I say it's over to you, like, like the key one of three <laughs> listeners decide. You don't, it's the Queen. Uh, but it'll be interesting to hear what you thought. Uh, Kate and Duckenfield says, Chelsea, you forgot to mention about one of the best bands ever coming from Stockport, 10CC. How could I have missed it? <laughs> the things we do for love. Uh, neither, Mike, neither Stockport nor Bolton, says someone. They're both horrendous. Uh, Mike, why not make the case for Ultrigan? Uh, Lizzie, as in the Queen, has visited Bolton. Do you think she'll remember us? No. Um, no contest. Bolton is far, su uh, far uh, superior. Go, Matt, go. Stockport all the way. One and Chelsea, says someone. Lauren in Stockport says, Chelsea, Stockport has a brewery and over 400 pubs. It, is that yeah, right? Yeah, and we still have horses from Robinson's Brewery that could pull the uh, yeah. what are it's you a town of, it's a everyone town of in, alcoholics everyone in Bolton's <laughs> sober yeah, they're all, yeah I've been there uh, I don't think so uh, Faye's on the phone morning Faye morning hello uh, hello good morning where are you I'm waiting for a train from Mill Hill to McCown okay and which which one did you think it went for Stockport or Bolton <laughs> who convinced you the most 
Oh, Chelsea definitely stopped. Oh, yeah, Matt exactly. Downey just far too desperate. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, that's just Matt's general demeanour. Desperate from Bolton. So if, if you had a, cho- a chance of voting, you'd actually vote for Stockport to get City Stadium. Definitely, State, yeah. Right. We did have somebody on the phone, uh, kind of like, you know, in Bolton's corner, but then they hung up. Yeah, you can't get a, <laughs> a signal in Bolton. The, the major Vicky, networks haven't come to Bolton. <laughs> Vicky, and look, don't start being deprecating about Bolton, yeah. mate. This is your only chance to shine. Vicky and Reddish says, does city status actually benefit us in any way? Is it just a name? No, I said earlier, uh, Wolverhampton, since 2000, it became uh, made a city. It's benefited to the tune of £2 billion. Pounds. Um, Middlesbrough's the biggest town in the country, not Bolton, says someone. Uh, no, Matt I think you'll I think you'll find uh, Bolton is uh, surface area wise. Mike and To my little son Luca's parents' evening last night, and uh, do you remember those parents' evening? When your kids are absolutely brick it, don't you? When your parents have to go along. I was along a SWAT, so I used to love them. Oh, you were, weren't yeah, you? I never was. Like, I never was. Like, you never were. I miss them. I've not been to one for ages. It's, <laughs> it's frowned upon when you've not got kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just yeah they tend not to uh, to take a bit of a dim view of you just turning up and listening to other people's <laughs> kids' problems. Um, and I went with my uh, with with the the ex-wife Emma and with uh, Luca. My little son, who's six now, or actually, sorry, six and three quarters, as as he will gladly remind you, April 14th, firmly in the diary. And he was a bit nervous. You know, he said to me as we were walking here, I was holding his hand, he said, it's weird you being here at night. (laughs) And I sat him down in the little little library, and uh, we went in to have a chat to his teacher, Mr. McCann. He's a very nice man. Very young. You feel old when teachers are kind of younger than you. Do you know (laughs) what I mean? Everyone's younger than you. Everyone's younger than me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an old You should be used to it, by the way. I know. And um, they went through the thing. But actually, do you know what's weird? When you go to parents' evenings, you find out lots of things that you never knew about your your kid. Mm. He's done an entire project on the various different tyres that you get and the, and, and the different resistance they have to the road. <laughs> He's never mentioned this to me. There's millions of... I never knew he knew about uh, buttons or this or that or whatever it was. There's millions of things they know about. Because you sit there and you read all the... You go through all their workbooks. Yeah. And you find out all the things that, that you know, they've been doing, they've been up to. And I was very proud. And it turns out, anyway, according to Mr McCann, He's doing good, right? right. Which I'm always very good. relieved about. Yeah. The maths is good, the literacy is good, uh, the other things are good. I thought you said it... it, it, it Turned into a mini you. <laughs> yeah. well, That's no, a I know. Then, no, then the weird thing was. <laughs> Do you mean he's just got a look of you? Yeah. yeah no, he obviously looks beside me. Your hair. No, then, then, um, then, then the teacher said, Mr. McCann said, but he does tend to act up a bit in class and, and think of himself as a bit of a clown. And I thought, oh my god. And I said, listen, I've got to apologise. That's in the genes mm. because this is exactly the comment that I, I was always of average ability, but I always thought I was a bit of a funny guy. <laughs> and I and it's I don't Again, know nothing's changed. And nothing's changed <laughs> unless it's maybe. Gags in this, isn't there? You're, you're being very funny, Chelsea. <laughs> I think you should congratulate yourself. Uh, why don't you take the rest of the day off? Um, and the um, no, it's true. Unless teachers actually come up with these, maybe they trot out standard kind of cliches. For everybody. You know, they always come up with the things like, yes, if they could concentrate a bit more in class. Mm. And, uh, the, the work would be so much better if only they could kind of focus a bit more. You know, and maybe, it's, uh, is it, was it the same with you, Matt? Yeah, because, well, I was pretty similar, believe it or not. But what they've got to do, they've got to kind of toe the line a little bit, haven't they? So they, they can't, can't say, oh, you're brilliant. brilliant. They can't yeah. say, oh... I actually find him quite amusing in my class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they've got to say something that's I constructive. I love it like, when he mucks about. Yeah, he's quite easily distracted, but he is intelligent. That's that how they deliver one. it. That was another one. Easily distracted. You mm. see, 
Mm. Now, for me, I, for, for me, I read that as being they've got a personality. Yeah. And no disrespect to you, Charles, but I wouldn't want anyone to say about my kid, they're brilliant, they're perfect, they sit in the corner quietly. Oh, they never and said never, that. Didn't they? I had a teacher called Mrs Hobson, who I think is still at Stockport School, so hello, Mrs Hobson, if you're listening. She once said... Hello, Chelsea. She once said to me, Mum, every time I look at Chelsea, she's talking. Every time. <laughs> she said, but how can he have a go at her when she then gets an A on a paper? I've right. just had the ability to listen and talk at the same time. I'm so glad that God has bestowed you <laughs> with that talent. Perfect or quiet. <laughs> yeah. gifted. But I still I managed to do well, but actually only in the subjects that I liked. Like maths, I was absolutely horrendous at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're good at numbers now, though, aren't you? Particularly if they've got pounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do my best. And I've got to say, actually, it's because it's a Catholic <laughs> school that my son Luca goes to, right? And, and um, he'd actually written a prayer to God. Which, you know, honestly, I'm not joking, my bottom lip started to, to, to wobble. It was that sweet. And he'd never thought I would have read this. And it said, uh, Dear God. <laughs> it was really started off really sweet. And he said, I'd like to thank you for my daddy because he loves me and he plays with me. So I'm actually, I, I can't see Chelsea today. Um, this don't, is through don't the. Make a joke about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't going to. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt. Uh, I'm actually, I'm actually in London today. It sounds like I'm there in Manchester. I wish I was there in Manchester. I'm actually in London today, where the beer costs more than champagne, <laughs> and the people are about as friendly as a Gaddafi firing squad. Um, and I'm because I'm on, um, I'm on the telly this morning. I'm on ITV's um, this morning with Ruth and Eamon today. Wow. Because, because of that, yeah. actually. Wow. Um, well, because we're your friends. Uh, colleagues, we, colleagues, 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 yeah, strictly uh, colleagues. Yeah, it's a bit too far in it. Uh, we. Thought what we might do actually uh, because you do a, like a kind of paper review thing don't you that's it on, on this morning yes yeah. i do the paper so review. what we thought we would do <laughs> i'm the paper boy uh, is give you a bit of um, uh, a practice a dry run if you like uh, okay. so what we thought we'd do is i i've chosen um, a story from uh, one of today's papers matt's also chosen you one mm -hmm. we're going to tell you what they are you've got about the next song or so to research it and then we will uh, exactly like ruth and Eamon, um basically you know do the show tell you grill me the, yeah exactly and then you've got to deliver it as you would. Okay, so what, what stories would you like me to discuss today? Okay. Can I call you Ruth from now on? Yeah, of course you can, yeah. Okay, yeah, by way of practice. Okay, Ruth, what stories am I discussing today? Thanks, Mike. Uh, today's story is uh, Prince William and Kate Middleton will seal their love by boogieing to ABBA songs. That's a rubbish reception. story. Not really. well, there's no comedy in there. Well, there is. They're just gonna, is it what? Two people listen to ABBA at wedding? Um, oh, you wouldn't say this to the boss of uh, this morning, would you, Mike? Oh, no, you're right. Speak to Ruth like that. Um, <laughs> if you could get some, some puns in, maybe, from ABBA songs, like, you know, the, Winds, okay. the Windsor's take it all thank you for the monarch that kind of thing. <laughs> oh you've just done it now they were the only two i could have oh, thought sorry. of all right matt what story oh, sorry eamon what story can i do for you thank you mike mine's uh, a little bit cheeky a little bit uh, a little bit fun basically uh, a comedy fan called mark husher has uh, proved to be a, a cheeky little inker by having harry hill's face tattooed on his bum right okay now, uh, I'm sure there are many puns you can do on this. You can use the ones you've been saving up for the last few years. So uh, it's over to you, Mike. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. Hello and welcome to This Morning. Top of the morning, catch yourself on. I am Eamon Holmes. I'm Ruth, the one with the big ears, married to that bugger over there. Uh, we've got loads for you on the show today. We speak to a woman who believes her son's been turned into a fish finger. Wow. We've got fashion for dogs. And first off, I'm pleased to welcome uh, affordable divorcee Mike Toulon, a father of two, 40 years old, from uh, Key FM in Macclesfield. Welcome, Mike. Welcome, I believe you've been Mike. looking through the papers. <laughs> 
Thank you, Ruth. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mike. It's great to see you again. It's lovely. It's Looking lovely to be back on the. a little less orange than you were the other. The, the other Thanks time. very much. It's lovely to be back on television, so yeah. people can see how good looking I am. So you've been rifling through today's uh, papers, and uh, one of the one of the big stories, I suppose, is William and Kate Middleton. They're sealing their love by boogieing to to Abba tracks at their wedding. I, I hear. Yes, uh, that's true, Ruth. Um, Abba could be answering a, a royal SOS uh, by. Lovely, Mike. Yes, Abba could be answering a royal SOS by singing at uh, William and Kate's uh, wedding. Um, William, uh, William and Kate uh, say, I do, I do, I do, I do, on, uh, on April 29th. Uh, you you Abba, a fan who, of Abba, Michael? I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, of, of their early work. Um, they split in 1982, and uh, now Kate and William, who are head over heels... Uh, and, and often known for their, their very bad taste in music, uh, have actually booked ABBA to perform at the uh, the royal wedding. Know, uh, knowing one, knowing you and all that. <laughs> knowing one, knowing you. Well, and now, if you're a fan of ABBA, you can take a chance on them reforming. I think we've because... probably had enough of those. Oh. But yeah. Mike, do you, th- do you expect that we'll have a dancing queen? I think we'll have a dancing queen, Elizabeth Heyman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Mike, I believe, uh, yes. I believe yes. you've got a story about a cheeky Harry Hill fan. Tell me more. I haven't had a chance to research this, Matt. I don't know this story. Right, this is not good. This is part of the contract, Mike. You can't not, 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 break. No, 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 I've done Sky News this morning, Tulum. He's never coming back. Chelsea's having a bit of a, um, some of a nightmare. Uh, with with her nan's telly. Just tell everyone what you just told me. Well, um, me well, mom, just Chelsea. <laughs> everyone settle down and sit around my feet. My mum and my nan were on the phone to one another the, the other night. My nan was upset because she'd gone into bingo and missed Coronation Street. So my mum said to her, you can watch it on ITV One Plus One. It's exactly the same, but it's on an hour later. And nan couldn't find it. So I thought, oh, well, it might be because it's like a newish channel. I might need to do one of them new channel searches. You know, when you put any, any yeah, new ones. Yeah, you've got to reset the whole in. thing. Yeah. yeah. Which I do she's know on the Freeview, right? Yeah, it's yeah, built she's into a, a telly. All nans are on Freeview. So, I'm on Freeview. Um, All nans and sportscasters. <laughs> so um, I went round the other day and I thought, right, I'll just do it for you. So I do know how to do it. You can that menu and then auto-tuning, don't you? And mm. off it goes. And then all of a sudden, all the channels flicked up and it said, BBC One, Wales. And then it said, BBC Two, Wales. And I thought, oh, this isn't good. So I said, Nan, I'm not entirely sure what's happened, but you may get some Welsh... Uh, TV programmes, which is good, isn't it? Because you used to live in North Wales. She said, um, not really, not if it means I don't get me other ones. So I said, we'll just see how you go. Anyway, she's rung me several times to say that she's got, um, when it goes to Gordon Burns for you and I, she gets like... Wales Tonight with Gwyneth Camarthen. Yeah, yeah. And she gets... The pub- she's the best though, Gwyneth. Oh, she's brilliant. Pub- Pubbly Cum or whatever it's called. Oh, the soap. That's the soap. Have you yeah. seen that though? Yes, The I set's probably It's brilliant. Pubbly Cum. Publi come. Publi come. So, um, yeah, so this, this is weird. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> I don't how understand how that it. has happened. How have you done this? How have it's you somehow um, transported your nan's telly into Wrexham? She thinks it's in Wales, yeah. I know. Uh, apparently, there is a big hill called Winter Hill, which has got a big transmitter on it. And when it did, Isn't that where the transmitter for Q103 is? I think is? it is. Yeah. It's in Bolton. And, and when it's Winter famous. Hill, yeah. And when, we did the sw- when they did the big switch over, the Welsh one, it gives out a stronger signal for the BBC station, so it often picks up that one and not your own. But I've done 17 channel installation since and it's still probably come oh you sh- so she can't watch EastEnders she's watching probably come <laughs> she don't she don't like that as is well. she too old to learn Welsh yes <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever too old to learn Welsh I, I don't think it's a language anyway she, just, no. half of it's English it's just when they've got a bit of phlegm they need to get rid of <laughs> I lived in uh, in a place called Mould in Wales once and um, probably come was massive yeah so I don't know what your nan's but worrying about she don't about. want probably come 
What's wrong with you, Nan? Why is she being so picky? I know, she just don't want it. She likes Gordon Burns and she misses him. <laughs> well, I, I wonder if there's any way of... Um, uh... I googled it and apparently it's quite common, but it doesn't know... Well, actually, Matt Haslam here, his fiancée, Helen Dunning, uh, tried to help me because I put it <laughs> Full on... Full name check there, <laughs> just in case anyone knows Helen Dunning. <laughs> I put it on Facebook and Helen piped up saying... Uh, start with the aerial in and then pull it out and then stick it back in. But when your aerial's out, you don't pick up any signal. It's like she had no channels then. Well, that solved our problem because we had exactly the same problem. Don't get me wrong, I love the Welsh, but I was sick of them. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. Key yeah, that's a skill. Uh, it's 7.37 on Key 103. If you have a problem, if no one else can help... You need me, Mike Toulon. The stress reliever. Oh, the stress, stress reliever. reliever. Today he's wearing salmon, which also matches the smell which comes from his person. Uh, hmm. uh, Denise from Hume says, Hello, Mike and Chelsea. No mention of uh, Matt at all. Um, I'm having trouble with my neighbour and her stupid, noisy, aggressive dog. This is from a woman in um, Offerton, Chelsea. Oh. Hmm. Uh, no, it's not. She says, It constantly barks at my daughter, causing her to run in screaming with fear. She's only seven years old and she gets really scared. I've asked my neighbour several times to sort it out. I've informed the housing officer, but when she received a report that I'd complained against her, she made uh, malicious false allegations of me that I was being aggressive towards my own children. Uh, both my daughter's school and doctors have backed me all the way because they know that's not true. My neighbour is now getting me really down with the ignorance. Her dog is so big... It's now starting to break through the wooden fence. My God, it's like a velociraptor. <laughs> <laughs> what was that huge dog film? Was it called Digby? Digby, the, the, the giant Digby dog. Digby, the giant dog. <laughs> yeah, do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Digby. Has anyone had a similar situation? And have you got some friendly advice on how to handle this problem? I'm not a violent person, says Denise from Hume. Uh, but this woman is seriously testing my patience. I'm worried that the dog's going to hurt my children. Uh, she's told us herself that it actually does bite. Please help, says Denise from Hume. So, um, yeah, there's a couple of things, I guess. How do you deal with a really um, noisy neighbour? I mean, obviously, the, the, the big problem is the noise of the dog barking and also, I suppose, the threat. So if you've ever been in this situation, uh, if you've lived next door to someone who's got a dog and there's a dog down your street you've been scared of, uh, or if you yourself are a dog owner, what advice can you offer Denise here, right? She needs a bit of help, and she's turned to you. We've got this problem with uh, a really noisy dog next door. Andy in Didsbury just texted in, says um, she should sneak into the neighbour's garden at night and leave a bowl of screen wash for the dog to drink. Oh, no, no more that, dog that problems. That, 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 you can't do that. No, I don't We've think We've got to play fair. We've got, no, I'm not, I'm not suggesting you should. Uh, someone else says um, uh, poisonous steak. This is Vanessa in Manchester. Poisonous steak. Is that for the owner? And throw it over the fence. <laughs> you see, no, we can't. No, 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 no. This, we can't advocate murder. And at the end of the day, it's obviously not the dog's fault, is it? I remember oh. I took my dog Alice years ago to um, dog training classes, uh, and, and and the guy she said to us is a police dog handler. He said, "There's no there's no such thing as a badly behaved dog; just badly behaved owners." Yeah, and it's true. It's the, the the dog will every single dog without fail will respond to being treated uh, will respond to be trained properly. It's just the owner being a bit of a spoon. Um, Chelsea, you once had a a, a problem with a 
a noisy cockerel. <laughs> I did, yeah. I know it's not as, as big as a dog, but it was really noisy. It used to do the whole cock-a-doodle-doo thing at like four o'clock every morning. That's so cliche, Especially isn't it, in the cockerel. summer, I know. Didn't it know any other tunes? But, you know, when you get up at like, your alarm goes off at 4.45 and it starts at four o'clock. That is yeah. really annoying on a daily basis. I so went... Chelsea took a 12-ball <laughs> shotgun. <laughs> no, it did, get, it did get killed in the end by some foxes. Oh, Felt a bit bad afterwards, but... Have you still um... got the receipt for those foxes? <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually went to the council. They call it noise pollution. Oh, right, so um, there is actually a, yeah. a, a law for this, And uh, having a cockerel in a, in a, a small built-up area is, in fact, illegal. Um, and so this, I'm sure this would fall into the same category of noise pollution. Um, and you ha they send you a diary, and you have to note down what happened and for how long. So you go, dog barked from 5am to Do you have to do all that caper? I suppose you do. Yeah, over like a period of time, and then you send it back. I think it's a long, drawn-out process, though. But, um, it, you know, it could be it could be that the, the, the house is too small for the dogs, not getting enough exercise. Maybe the RSPCA want to get involved. So your advice would be uh, to, to, to Denise, keep a diary, and if that fails, send in the foxes. <laughs> uh, so what do you reckon? Some sensible suggestions here, please, because everyone's talking about killing the dog, which, um, you know, Chelsea and I are big dog lovers, aren't we? Yeah. Um, we've both seen Digby and everything, and Marmaduke. Yes. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. Uh, Nicola in Bolton says, uh, report this woman to the RSPCA because dogs don't bark for nothing. True. Actually, right. They're, they're, they're often speaking. Boredom. They're often speaking, yeah. aren't they? Or, or, or telling people that someone's trapped down a well. <laughs> uh, someone else texts in and says, um, any dog will bark if people run away from it screaming, which is also true, actually. Um, Ian in Livesey says, why not befriend the dog by feeding it tidbits every time you see it? Um, as for the owner, befriend her and invite her around for a meal. Yeah, give her dog food. <laughs> uh, Kim's on the phone in Bolton. Morning, Kim. Hi, are you all right? Yeah, how are you? I'm not bad, thanks. Okay, what do you reckon? Um, personally, I think that she's better off ringing the council. Ring the council and just follow all the procedures that they say, because if the neighbour's not willing to help her, then she's not going to get anywhere, is she? Yeah, I mean, do you reckon the council are the council good at things like this, or do they just turn a bit of a blind eye? I don't know. It's No, they, they are quite good. Um, they, they tend to take things, drag things out a little bit, and it's a proper aggro, you know, filling in the forms and all the, all the forms. Have you, are you speaking from experience here, Kim? Have you had problems with neighbours in Bolton? Yeah, we had um, a problem with our next-door neighbour, but eventually we ended up having to take him to court. Oh, what, um, what, what was he doing? Um, he assaulted me in my house, oh my um, and he, he did the same with my mum as well. So we had to follow all the procedures and keep going to the council because he was being noisy, and it all escalated, and then eventually we had to get the police involved. But that's the only way you can do it, arguing and, you know, trying to be nice. It just doesn't work. You've just got to follow the way that they tell you to follow it. Are you still living next door to this loony? I've moved out at the minute, and my mum's doing the house up to move, so... Right, OK. All right, Good Kim. Luck. Happy days to you. Good luck. All right. Cheers. Thanks. Che cheers, bye. honey. Bye-bye. Uh, with loads of people on Facebook, Chelsea. Yeah, Tracy Louise Darlington says, I've got the same problem upstairs with people. I've been to the council. They told me to keep a diary. I kept a diary for two years and still nothing was done. Then I was told mediation is the key. My neighbour won't participate, so I have to mediate on my own. <laughs> that's not really mediation, <laughs> yeah, is it? that's not really mediation. Um, and Paul, uh, this is a good one, Paul Shelmerdine says, iPod do an app that omits a really high frequency, similar to that um, uh, that only dogs can hear. Uh, I've actually done it, and there are other machines on the web for about 90 quid. It's, it shuts them up. Does it really? Yeah. Actually, I'm pretty sure that. that's cruelty, isn't it? No, it's like that whistle that they use, you know, that only dogs can hear. That yeah, the police dog whistle. Oh, right. uh, Vicky's in Oldham. Morning, Vicky. Morning. Morning, you okay? 
Uh, give us your advice, Vicky. Um, well, this was when I was growing up, living at my parents' house. We had a really, really noisy neighbour. Not only was it the dog, it was music, it was shouting, it was TV, it was everything. So my parents got the solicitors involved. They had to have other neighbours come and listen in as evidence so the neighbours could give evidence in court. Um, like everyone else said, they kept a diary. Um, we took them to court and eventually we won. Um, the neighbours were meant to pay us compensation, but they moved out before that even... Before the well, that, that's compensation itself, <laughs> exactly, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, don't give me any money, just get the hell out of my life. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. And that was the Tool and Cast for this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're back on the Key 103 Breakfast Show Monday to Friday between 6 and 10. We'll see you next week on this podcast.